Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for me to give my formal analysis and reaction and official grade at how the Cowboys did during free agency. But ladies and gentlemen, before I get into that, before I get into the very difficult, stressful, dramatic negativity, I'd like to start off with something a bit more positive and certainly more exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to announce that this coming week, I will be introducing a new segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I will be introducing the Texas Rangers segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Uh, For those of you who are wondering, the name of the podcast, I have selected one. I'm not going to announce it just yet. I am having a logo created as we speak, and I hope to have the logo officially given to me within the next few days. The creator is a very good friend of mine. He's got a lot of things that are going on as well. So I told him, let's not rush. We got I got it till Friday. But I'm just happy to uh, let everybody know that a fourth segment of the Bear of Texas podcast is being added. And it will be covering the Texas Rangers baseball team. So for those of you who truly convinced me to do this, you know, who have been loyal, you guys are the reason why I was motivated to keep this going. Now we all know that this is my livelihood. I'm trying to, you know, generate revenue for me to take care of myself and take care of my family. You know, if these shows are doing fine, especially my soccer show... I might as well just keep the momentum alive and just keep it and keep myself busy. So if, I, if the three shows are doing fine, a fourth show should be doing just well. So thank you all very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get to it now. Well, I'll be honest with you. This free agency was, uh, man, I can't say it was great. Many would say it was pathetic. Some say horrible. Some say it was bad. Some say it was... Average, some below average, some good, some, believe it or not, some people say great. But no matter how you want to phrase it, everybody's got their opinion on how uh, the Cowboys in free agency. To be honest with you, free agency for me went exactly the way I thought it would and exactly the way I had feared. Although there's been some surprises, but it doesn't surprise me that we lost some key players and that we really weren't able to sign anybody huge, you know, from other teams. Okay, starting starting off with a couple of surprises. I was actually surprised that we were able to re-sign Leighton Vanderesh because I was certain that he would leave and sign elsewhere. So Leighton Vanderesh was signed to a one-year deal about three million dollars. Now, J. Ron Curse, now, you know, the fact that we lost Randy Gregory, and I'm going to try to get into that story, but not get in, in it too much. The, the, sec, the fact that we re-signed J. Ron Curse on, on a two-year, $10 million deal, I'm actually surprised that Curse was able to, you know, was willing to accept such a small deal. Um, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the fact that Keanu Neal, you know, it remains unsigned. Uh, I think, you know, Demonte Casey, you know, everybody's still kind of asking about that. So, uh, as, as far as uh, Keanu Neal, I'm, I'm really hoping we can get him back because, you know, I'm sure that he, he's coming off a respectable season. Uh, going to some of the players that we lost, you know, the frustrating parts, you know, we traded Amari Cooper and, and got absolutely nothing in return. 
uh, Cedric Wilson signed with the Miami Dolphins. The fact that we didn't re-sign Cedric Wilson is is an abject failure. Uh, letting Connor Williams sign away, that was actually something definitely positive. Uh, as far as Randy Gregory goes, the whole saga, the fact that at first it seemed as though he had agreed to a contract to save with the Cowboys, that was exciting. But then, about an hour or so later, the story changes that apparently, because the Cowboys, the story about the Cowboys supposedly going back and making a change. So from what I understand is that the, the Cowboys and Randy, Randy Gregory had verbally agreed to a, an extension. But I guess from the looks of it, the Cowboys decided to go back and make some changes based on what was previously agreed upon. And Randy Gregory obviously was having none of it and decided he did not want to be here anymore. And recently there's been a story about Randy Gregory kind of unleashing on the Cowboys and... To be honest, whether I agree with Randy Gregory or not, you know, I always, I always, I kind of look at it like this: Randy Gregory, within since 2015, has messed up so many times, but the Cowboys never gave up on him. So we can say whatever we want about Randy Gregory about the Cowboys, but we cannot ignore the fact that Gregory was messing up. And even though I did an episode, I'm gonna say that Gregory is extremely misunderstood. Gregory. Never did anything, you know, for him to be looked upon as a criminal because he's certainly not a criminal. Randy Gregory just, you know, could not stop failing drug tests because, you know, of that stuff, you know, the marijuana. But the bottom line is, is that Gregory continually was messing up, but the Cowboys s- stuck with him. They never gave up on him. They were giving him chances. They were putting up with it. They refused to give up on the guy. So we can't ignore that particular scenario. We can't ignore it whatsoever. Okay. So as far as Randy Gregory goes, what's done is done. I spoke to my friend, Mr. John Misek, also known as the critical Broncos fan. And I'll be and, and to be honest with you, he was extremely honest about his take because, of course, I asked him about it. John's a great guy, by the way. God bless him. Um, he says that he doesn't expect Gregory to really perform to, I say, to uh, exceed expectations for the outcomes of the contract you know, for the full time. He's honestly thinking that Gregory might have one good season with Denver, but then after that, it's going to go downhill. I mean, th- that's honestly, if, if I'm correct, that's what John predicted to me. Uh, but I'm honestly, look, what's what's done is done. <sighs> Whether you want to blame the Cowboys for, for deciding to make a change or whatever, the bottom line is the Cowboys didn't get it done. I mean, I don't know. But... <sighs> Uh, uh, the fact of the matter is, I'm more upset about the fact that we, that we gave Michael Gallup a massive deal, five years, sixty-two and a half million dollars, and we gave away Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns. And again, what, what what did we get for it? I mean, all we got was a fifth round pick and a swap of sixth round picks. That's nothing. That is nothing. Now I understand that Amari Cooper has been dealing with injuries lately, and his production has dramatically decreased. Okay, I get it. But still, we got nothing out of it. Nothing. I'm not. How can I be satisfied with that? Now, a couple of Cowboys fans have assured me that within the next few years or so, I will be some. I will change my mind, and, and I'm not going to argue. I'm going to say, look, if you believe that this trade is it was the right deal, and that whether it's the next few months, whether whether it's the next few years, that I'm going to change my mind and say that it was good to get rid of them. Fine. I'll see it when I believe it. That's all I can say. But still. The fact is, we got nothing out of it, and we gave up a first-round pick to get him in the first place, and we and we paid him. And I, and I still don't know the details. I don't know if the Browns are going to be paying him the majority of that contract. I mean, I don't know the situation out of that. I really don't, okay? 
And I'm actually trying to find out exactly, you know, as far as the contract situation goes, because I'm sure we mentioned somewhere that, you know, it's obviously, for, you know, it, it does uh, positively positively help with the, uh, with the salary cap uh, situation, but I don't know. I really don't. But... <clears throat> What's done is done, and but I'm still trying to see, you know, who exactly is is gonna have to pay uh, more out of uh, out of the expensive contract. But but going back to you know, who's still out there, you know, Blake Jarwin, you know, Lyle Collins signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. That's obviously kind of a, of a loss, even though Lyle Collins has dealt with injuries, and you know, he's had some uh, really had some problems with, with production as well, you know. When the Cowboys released him, he had three years remaining on his contract. So, so really, at, at the end of the day, I, I'm not too sure what to say about that. But what's done is done. You know, the, the Bengals desperately needed to upgrade and bulk up their offensive line because we saw in the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow was sacked so many times. I mean, you know, that, that's really what hurt the, the Cincinnati Bengals was that you know was the fact that Mr. Joe Burrow was out there with you know very little you know protection and you know. He, if, if if you're gonna heavily invest in the the dude that's supposed to be the franchise quarterback, you gotta invest in some offensive line. In other words, the Bengals have to protect their investment, invest into their investment, if that makes any sense. So, but now as far as the the resignings, again, Michael Gallup, five years, sixty two and a half million million dollars. Now I do have to go back because I did I do have to stand corrected that. That we said that Michael Gallup led the league in drops. Uh, it wasn't that bad. I mean, he was definitely in the top five. I mean, <sighs> yeah, so I was definitely wrong when I said that Michael Gallup led the league in drops. Uh, Mr. John Misak gave me the source to confirm it and uh, like that. So once again, thank you very much, John. I really appreciate that. But we can't ignore the fact that whether he led the league or not, Michael Gallup has had issues holding on to the ball. And of course, his, his, uh, his uh, struggles to stay healthy has been a problem. But now that he, now that he's getting paid, I mean, I'm like, okay, you got paid, so you better get out there. You, you better you better give us you better give us some positive results. That's the situation that Michael Gallup is in now. All right, you got paid. The Cowboys invested in you. It's time for it's time for you to do your duty. It's time for you to keep your end of the deal. Give us a good performance, okay? But at the same time, it's difficult because Mr. Dak Prescott, who sometimes has struggles with his accuracy, who could th- who will throw the ball at a receiver's feet. Or throw the ball over the receiver's head. Sometimes you know, like you know, just throw the uh, get caught in, in bad coverage. You know, and, and be sacked, and then bad something that happens like that. But the problem is the Cowboys is the offensive line as well. But with Dak Prescott, sometimes just not being accurate, being he's struggling with the bad inconsistency. I mean, if I'm gonna go ahead and pray for Michael Gallup to get better, I might I, I have to pray for Mr. Dak Prescott to get better. And I I don't know what to expect. I mean, I'm already fearing enough. I'm I've already in fear, and I'm already convinced that Dak Prescott's not the guy, and it's gonna take a lot for me to change my mind. But at this point, there's probably no point of changing my mind. But if if we're gonna see the best out of Michael Gallup, we we gotta see the best of our quarterback as well, because again, it's a team effort. So, uh, so as as far as that, you know, we signed uh, J. Ron Kurz, you know, we signed Malik Hooker as well. Um, Malik Hooker. Uh, you know, sign the extension. I'm actually going to try to get a little bit of his uh, stats as well. Let me go ahead and pull him up right here. So Malik Hooker, you know, last year had one interception and had a total of uh, 44 combined tackles. Uh, trying to see, uh, trying to figure out how many he played in 15 games. Uh, 
last year. Started started only three though, and had one pick and had two passes deflected or defended, excuse me. But uh, you know, had one tackle for a loss, so uh, not the best production. But uh, you know, but I guess you know, Malik, as far as Malik Cooker goes, you know, it was better to keep him than I guess to, than to lose him. Um, but I want to kind of get on to uh, Mr. Jaron Curse. I can pull up that right here. Here we go. There we go. Jaron Curse's stats. Pull up a. Gotta love Pro Pro Football Reference, by the way. <laughs> All right. So Jaron Curse started 15 games, two interceptions. As well, it recovered one fumble, had one quarterback sack, so and nine tackles for a loss. So yeah. So honestly, you know, Jaron Curse resigning is actually something very positive from the Cowboys. So. So re-signing Jaron Curse on a two-year, ten million dollar deal is really respectable. Just Curse really did play well, and everybody was talking about Jaron Curse. You know, losing him would just add more insult to injury. But you know, I'm still waiting for uh, Keanu Neal to be re-signed. He remains a free agent, so I'm kind of asking myself the same thing about Demonte Casey as well. Uh, Greg Zerline signed with the New York Jets, but uh, I mean, the loss of Greg Zerline shouldn't be a problem. As far as the kicking situation goes moving forward, I, I don't know what to expect. Blake Jarwin, uh, I don't expect him to, to resign with the team. It's unfortunate, really, because you know the moment that his chance came to be the full-time starting tight end, it, it all it went down for him, which is uh, truly a shame. But look, that you know, Dorrance Armstrong, uh, defensive end, resigned. That's another positive uh, move. Uh, going back with Leighton Vander Esch, uh, it's one year, three million dollars. I mean, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, I believe last year, uh, last season actually played a full a full season. Yep, played played seventeen games, had sixteen starts. Actually, I almost kind of forgot there were seventeen games this season. When I was going through the stats about Jalen Chris and Malik Hooker, I must have forgotten about that. But you know, Leighton Vander Esch had one interception, which was a, which was his first since his rookie year back in twenty eighteen. Yeah, he did play. He started 16 games and played in 17 total, and you know uh, had a total of 48 solo tackles. Actually, had one quarterback sack. So, so the fact that Lane Venderus was able to stay healthy this time, you know, him signing a one-year, three million dollar deal is kind of like a bit of an insurance policy as well. Like we have to see how he does next year. But I really doubt that even if he plays good next year, the Cowboys will, will dump the money truck on him. I think by then he'll probably sign elsewhere because another team's gonna want to steal him. So. So aside from that, it was certainly surprising to, to keep Leighton Vander Esch, but because I really expect him to actually leave out, to go elsewhere. But so, so I guess uh, so. So some of the positives is really Curse is definitely the positive. Hooker is also positive as well. Vander Esch, considering he came off a respectable a respectable season, he still was still able to tackle. But we're still going to need a little bit more from him next year. We'll need him to stay keep staying healthy. And of course, Doran Armstrong as well. You know, want to pull up the stats right here. You know, Doran Armstrong, a fourth-round pick from 2018. Put up the stats right there. Uh, got him right here. <clears throat> so last year, you know, had five sacks, which was great. So, yeah, so I, I guess there, there was a little bit of things that did actually uh, start off correctly. Uh, Doran Armstrong you know, played at the University of Kansas, of course. So... So going back to you know, the, the resignings, you know, one of them that's actually surprising, you know, was, was the was Demarcus Lawrence actually signing a, signing a new contract. You know, um, 
I think basically it was it was basically a restructure. So, and um, and the new, the new contract was basically it was three years, forty million dollars, and, and it included a thirty million dollars guaranteed. And there's actually some a bit of positivity in it, because and you know of course I got I got to talk about Demarcus Lawrence's performance in the last few years, especially last season. You know when he uh, was injured most of the season, so. Basically, uh, I think I guess some of the positives is because of the involving the the cap situation. It's actually according to NFL.com that this contract brings up some cap relief to the Cowboys. So, so it was good to see a, a restructure come out right because you know, at first you know, it looked as though he would never agree to a pay cut, but it's good to see that Demarcus Lawrence and the Cowboys were able to restructure a deal and get and get it done. And you know, so far there's been nothing negative uh, out of Mar- Demarcus Lawrence. He hasn't really said anything going on bad. So, so it's good to see that business was actually conducted uh, very, very well. So I'm I'm happy about that. Check out the source from ESPN as far as Demarcus Lawrence goes. Yep, it helps. It, it provides some cap relief. So, so it's good. I mean, the fact that with this cap relief, it it ought to help uh, the Cowboys be able to. Uh, Resign some players, you know, in the in the future. So, it's all it's always good to actually, you know, to help keep working on getting some salary cap relief. So, it, it's supposed to it was supposed to provide some salary cap relief this year as well. So, so moving forward, honestly, uh, as far as these goes, uh, so according to this, you know, th- this move it would help the Cowboys uh, resign Jaron Curse and Malik Hooker. So. You know, so but but now now we got to talk about this. You know, Demarcus Lawrence's production, ever since he he signed his new contract. You know, pr- prior to the twenty nineteen season, you know he signed. You know, before the twenty nineteen season finished, that season started all sixteen games, but only had five sacks, and had a and recovered two fumbles. You know, in twenty in two thousand and twenty, started fifteen games, only had six and a half, six and a half sacks, and forced four and forced four fumbles and recovered one and. But last year he played in he played in only in seven games. You know, suffered that broken foot at practice uh, before week two. Before the Cowboys went out to the city of Angels to play the L.A. Chargers, so so obviously this year this past season he finished with only three sacks. But he did have that one interception that was that was a pick six, 40 yards. I remember that play. It, it was beautiful. He forced two fumbles as well. So this season, I mean, the lack of produ- productivity was because he he suffered that injury and missed missed a, a lot of time. So, so 2022, I kind of see it as the opportunity for the ultimate redemption for Mr. Demarcus Lawrence, and and I gotta be honest with you, I hope that he does achieve redemption, because at this point we need we need that we need it, and we really do, like. Because after 2019 and 2020, him being paid all that money and and having only 11 and a half sacks, you know, from 2019 to and 2020, and being paid all that money, it's unacceptable. So, and especially last year, you know, playing only in seven games and you know being held and you know having these injury problems. I mean, it's tough. So, so at this point, you know, I'm glad that Demarcus Lawrence, you know, restructured his contract because because he he knows that he 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 needs to. Uh, you know, really, right, uh, avenge uh, what's happened since he got paid before uh, before the 2019 season. So, so, Demarcus Lawrence, in my honest opinion, I believe he's on a mission, and I can only hope that 2022 is 
turns out to be you know a brilliant season for him. I mean, in 2017 when he finished the season, we finished a season with 14 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, and uh, two uh, fumble recoveries. So, so, so we're gonna need the best out of Demarcus Lawrence. We're, we're gonna need a better Demarcus Lawrence than we saw about five years ago. We're gonna need the best and strongest Demarcus Lawrence that we have ever ever seen. Now, Demarcus Lawrence will will be will, will turn thirty uh, later this month. Yeah, so he'll he'll be thirty by the time the season starts. So, at this point of his career, he knows that it's make or break time. Now, I mean, it, it if it wasn't before, it sure as hell is now. So, so Demarcus Lawrence really has to make the most out of this coming season. And honestly, I I just hope that that he does. And you no, know, but of course, more than anything, he needs he needs to stay healthy. So. So that's what we mean. I mean, when it comes to Marcus Lawrence or any defensive player who, who's really got potential, who's who's got skills, the number one priority is to stay healthy. So, so I hope I hope it comes. So, uh, one more thing about the resignings: uh, wide receiver Noah Brown signed a one-year deal, one point one eighty-seven million. Noah Brown has had some moments. Uh, as far as him staying with the Cowboys, I mean. I guess. I mean, if he if he left and signed elsewhere, it probably wouldn't have it wouldn't have bothered me. But honestly, we haven't seen really too much too much from him. He's more like a reserve player, but you know, he has he also has struggled to stay healthy as well. So, but as far as signings you know, from other teams, uh, we signed wide receiver James Washington, who to a, to the same amount of money on the same deal as Noah Brown, one year, one million. Point one eighty seven million dollars as well. So it's one point one eighty seven million. So and then uh, he played. He previously played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know James Washington played college football at, at Oklahoma State University. You know played for the Steelers some for four years from twenty eighteen to two thousand twenty one. Two time first team All Big Twelve in twenty sixteen and seventeen. Uh, the the Fred. Uh, Beletnikov Bilet, uh, Award in 2017 as well. So, yeah, he as he was the nation's best wide receiver. So, it's certainly good to so the, the James Washington signing at first it might have a bit of potential, but we'll have to see how, how things go. So, but looking at his stats last year, last season he only started in two games. You know, the most games he ever started was back in 2019 when he started when he started in ten. You know, 2019 was his career high. He had 735 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Although his career high for touchdowns in a season was actually in 2020 when he had five. But last season, you know, only had 24 catches for 285 yards and scored twice. So as far as uh, James Washington goes, I mean, I'm not going to judge the book by the cover. He could have a good season. Who knows if if he'll actually be on the team by the time the season starts? I think as far as James Washington goes, we have to see how things go through mini camp and the voluntary works at Cal's if he's going to be part of it, or you know, we'll see how he performs at training camp, and we'll have to wait till the preseason as well. So, now as far as uh, Dante Fowler goes, well, that's also a, another player that well. I would say that Dan Quinn is uh, somehow familiar with him. I mean, he he was with the Atlanta Falcons in 2020, so you know uh, he was with he did actually uh, start out he started out his career with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, Fowler missed his entire 2015 season, his rookie year, because of injury. And then he went on to play in 16 games, but you know, from 2016 to 17, he only started once. 
It started out 2018 with the Jaguars, but it was traded to the LA Rams, where he did play in that Super Bowl where the Rams lost to the New England Patriots. So, I think, you know, according to this, Dante Fowler's best season was in 2019, which was also with the Rams. Started in 14 games, had nearly 12 sacks, two forced fumbles, one recovery, one of which was returned for a touchdown that was 26 yards. So... Now with Atlanta, you know his production with Atlanta hasn't been high in his two years with Atlanta. He started 19 games, had four forced fumbles, seven and a half sacks. So, in in Dante Fowler's case, you know he's 27 years old. He'll be 28 by the time the season starts. So Dante Fowler's kind of having a, a fresh start. So, so it, it could certainly be a good signing. You know, it's, it's a defensive end, and as far as de- the you know defensive line, you know the, the Cowboys need all the. The defensive ends, defensive line, they can get because you know they need reinforcements because the defensive uh, line with the Cowboys has been a problem for for so long. So the Cowboys need some uh, debt when it comes to the defensive line, or they need some reinforcements as well, and they need talent. So yeah, we we need some guys, you know, to work alongside uh, our rookie uh, Micah Parsons, you know, just like that. So. The Cowboys got to keep the defense balked. So you know we have a good defensive corner in Dan Quinn. We got we got to keep some talent on that defense. So we really got to get the get the Cowboys to have a good defense. So hopefully that uh that certainly happens. But I can only hope. So as far as uh, my thoughts overall on free agency, I gotta be honest with you. I I got I gotta give it. I I gotta officially call it average. Just like average. It, it it wasn't that great, really nothing exciting honestly. There's been some uh, a little bit more disappointment than 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 positivity honestly. So the Michael Gallup signing is just you know something I it, it's tough because you know Michael Gallup his health you know is a cause for concern and. His struggles with catching the ball and everything is a problem. So, and also, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, his inconsistency and his uh, inaccuracy is a problem as well. And the offensive line. So, the, the the bottom line is, there are too many issues right now with the Cowboys that I'm not expecting any miracles. Although I I stopped expecting miracles from the Cowboys a long time ago. So I'm not expecting anything with the Cowboys. You know, whatever happens with the Cowboys. Quite simply put, it's I'll believe it when I see it, and that's really all I can say. So, but right now, it's it's time to shift our focus on the NFL draft, which will be later this month. And not surprisingly, I'm gonna actually gonna take a look at the uh, NFL draft uh, team needs. I'm specifically looking for the Cowboys as well. Pull out the source right here from CBSSports.com. Let's see, and I kind of forgot who the Cowboys have, uh, what spot they have. <clears throat> Let's see, always forget it. Uh, Cowboys have the twenty fourth pick. Uh, have the twenty fourth pick. Yeah, of course, it reminds us who we lost. We lost Randy Gregory. We lost Cooper. We lost Wilson, and we lost Connor Williams. But losing Connor Williams really wasn't isn't as bad as it looks. So. So yeah, the team needs is a defensive tackle, an edge, a linebacker, an offensive guard, a safety, and a wide receiver. 
Well, you know, the, the fact that it reminds us now that we need a linebacker, you know, one of the one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest failures, I think, from this offseason was our failure to sign either Von Miller or Bobby Wagner. You know, Bobby Wagner, I was so, I, I was certain that he would sign with the Cowboys, but he he actually signed with the Rams on a five-year deal. You know, he got a, a huge payday by the... From the Los Angeles Rams, so he's going. You know, he went home to because you know he's from Southern California. So Bobby Wagner is going home. So I, I, I always say, like everybody was talking about it. If if we had signed Bobby Wagner, that certainly would have made up for the loss of Randy Gregory. People would have said the same thing about about Von Miller. But speaking of Von Miller, the fact that he signed with the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Bills dumped the money truck on him. Believe me, the Bills may have just made a. A huge mistake, but you know, hey, but in Von Miller's case, he got a payday, so why not, right? Because you know, I was expecting if the Cowboys were signed Von Miller, it probably would have been on a one year deal, probably around 12 million dollars. I don't know, but the fact that we we didn't actually sign Miller or even Bobby Wagner, I mean, that's I mean, I would have called that kind of a failure, but the fact that there's a little bit of positivity for the Cowboys signings, and that, that's why I'm just calling it an, an average, but. But a poor, but a poor free agent signing. But I'm so it, it's poor, but it's still an average. So if that makes any sense. But overall, it's been poor. But I'm I'm nice enough to at least overall call it a a very poor average free agency period. That's what I'm gonna go with. So so as far as uh, we go, so the Cowboys need a defensive tackle, an edge, a linebacker, an offensive guard, a safety, and a wide receiver. So that begs the question: What do the Cowboys go with in the first round? Do we go with a defensive tackle? Do we go with an edge rusher? Do we go with a linebacker? Or do we go with a safety? You know what? I don't know because I'm actually seeming to see uh, to do a, a pre-first-round uh, pick uh, draft like I did last year. So I'm not sure, but I, I know that for a fact that we have to we have to go defense in the first round. So n- not doing that would be honestly a catastrophic and fatal mistake. So, But then again, Cowboys kind of have a... Notoriety for kind of uh, making those kinds of mistakes. So, I'm not going to expect any miracles. Whatever happens in the draft, I'll believe it when I see it. That's all I can say. But I just hope that the Cowboys just make the right decisions in the draft. I mean, come on. They, They got to at this point. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time.